Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey there, it's Jody Katz, your host for Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thanks for tuning in. This week's episode features Sue and Natalie Ismael. They're the co-founders of NADS. It's a huge Australian company, so if you Google it, I'm sure you'll recognize it. They're a mother-daughter team. Sue founded the company over 30 years ago, and in addition to Natalie, many other family members work in the business. They also invest in indie Australian brands, so if that's you, keep listening till the end. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Mike Marquis. He's the president of Vogue International. I hope you enjoy the shows. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be sitting with Sue and Natalie Ismail. They're the co-founders of NADS. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you. Thanks We're so glad much. to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. You're in from Australia. We are. Right? You just arrived yesterday. Yes, last yes. night. Yes, yesterday. Did you do anything very New Yorky yesterday? Not at all. <laughs> we had to get over the jet lag. It was a long flight. And, you know, the body and the mind had to, to adjust to the new time zone. So we had to do uh, a bit of workout, yoga, exercise, meditation to get ready for, for the chat this morning. Yes. Great. Well, um, Nally, what are you going to do today? How are you going to spend your day? Well, we're excited to be here firstly because it's our first um, podcast with Brains Meet Beauty. So kicking it off here and then um, we've got a few desk side appointments to follow. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to check out Times Square, to be honest, after everything else and do a little shopping and um, see the sights of, of New York. Do you have anything planned, Sue, that's very New Yorkish? Not really. I'm just going to leave the, you know, the fun, the, the fun decisions to my daughter, and I'll just follow her lead. If you have any recommendations or places yeah. to eat, let us I mean, know. I love it when people come here and they do the tourist things. You know, yeah. I think it's really fun and special. So yes, yeah. we we yeah. can make a list after the recording. Sounds so, good. So Sue, I know this is your first podcast recording ever, and we're so thrilled that you're doing it with us. Thank you. Does it feel different yet than another type of interview? Well, no, not really. I mean. Um, um, obviously, we've um, I've done interviews in the past, radio, uh, TV, um, interviewed, um, you know, on all all media mediums. Uh, but podcast is the first, so I'll just wait and see. But it doesn't feel any different to anything mm-hmm. else. What's yeah. cool about podcasting, at least our show and a lot of the shows that I like, is that they're really evergreen, right? It's not news, right? It's mm-hmm. not published and then it's read and then it's over. Like people come back and they take their time and they, they listen to the shows that they want when they want to. Yeah. So somebody could be listening to this episode two years after it launches mm-hmm. and feel the same feelings that people felt when it first launched, right? right? Because of content is so evergreen, right? Everyone just wants to hear your story, right? The story is your story. (laughs) So let's get into that story. So Sue, um, what is NADS? Well, NADS um, is the name of a of a product that I created almost 30 years ago in my kitchen. And and it is also the nickname of my eldest daughter, Nadine. So that's, that's NADS. Um, I created it for Natalie, my middle daughter, who's sitting here right next to me. Um, yes, so... What was the inspiration? Why, why did Natalie need your help? Well, Natalie was a very young girl, and um, she wanted to be a model, very pretty, as you can see, but the unwanted dark, thick hair on the arms and the legs just got in the way. So I became obsessed about solving her problem, 
and I turned my kitchen into a laboratory. And with no scientific qualifications, I became this mad scientist and I uh, experimented in my kitchen for about 12 months. Uh, I used my family <laughs> members as lab rats yes. and at the end of the 12 months I came up with a green goo that worked like magic. I ended up uh, naming it NADS after my eldest daughter Nadine and we've just had so much fun taking it to the world over the past three decades. So Natalie, you were a preteen at the time? I was younger than a teen, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So in primary school, we call it back, mm-hmm. back home um, when, when it all started and, you know, I was quite self-conscious of the dark hair, as Mum mentioned. Being Mediterranean background, I've got dark hair and really pale skin. Right, so were your yeah. classmates all, like, you know, lighter hair? Or they not were quite hair? fair, particularly the Australian girls, you know, the blonde hair. Um, not that they actually ever noticed, it was more me that was quite self-conscious mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so hairy, <laughs> what can I do with this? So, yeah, um, it was, yeah, it was quite, I think it did affect my confidence back then and mm-hmm. self-esteem, so I was super excited when, when the product worked. And I remember when um, I was at day camp and I was hanging out with girls that maybe were like a year or two, old, year, two, year or two older than me, and they were shaving their legs at the time, and it might have been like, yeah, like, I don't know, 10 or 11 or yes. something, and I told my mom I wanted to shave my legs, and like, she, I remember her being like totally mortified, you know? <laughs> it probably feels too young whenever it happens. Yeah. And yes. that was the thing. And I mean, with my skin, it was so delicate. So if I was trying other things like razors or creams, I was just reacting. And, you know, I'd get this red reaction or irritation. Mm. So nothing was really working at mm-hmm. the time. Well, um, I wouldn't let Nadine touch the razor. That was a definite no-no because, you know, if you shave... If you shave um, your legs or your arms, mm. the results, you know, uh, it might disappear for a day or two, but it'll come back grow thicker back, and, grow back uh, and, and all the other products on shelf back then. And there weren't many of them. There was there was the cream bleaches, there was the depilatory creams, and all these products really interfered with her sensitive skin. So mm. I had no option but to create my own <laughs> that would um, that would be safe to use on her sens- sensitive, delicate skin. Mm. But not every mom would decide to take it upon themselves to turn their kitchen into a lab of discovery, right? Like, so you said you had no option, but, you know, there must have been something in you that was really ready to invent and discover and play. There must have been something because the drive um, was was unstoppable. Like it was it, it was like an obsession. It consumed my entire being. All I could think about was how do I solve my daughter's unwanted hair problem? That's what I went to bed with. That's what I woke up with. And and this that was the force that uh, enabled me to to just keep going, regardless of how many failures I had along the way. I just kept going. I don't know where that drive came from, you know. We don't know whether they call it entrepreneurial shit, they call it <laughs> madness, whatever it was. It was there. <laughs> it was unstoppable. Yeah. Right, so let's unravel this a little bit because you had three daughters at the time. Three daughters. And you're the middle, so there was one younger than younger you. Younger and older. Right? Yeah. So it's not like you had nothing to do, right? It's not like you had to fill your time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Did you have another job at the time? I was working as well. I was working as a medical record officer at a private hospital so I'd go to work in the morning and when I'd come back home uh, the first thing instead of cooking uh, dinner I'd actually be experimenting with uh, with this formula and on the stove, um, yeah. on the stove. so you know um, 
that that was my, that was my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so thirty years ago, you weren't googling the answers, right? There was it was no like Google. way harder. So, where did your investigation start? I relied on the, I suppose, on the infinite intelligence we have as human being in our subconscious mind. I didn't have anyone to go to. I didn't have a mentor. There was no Google. There was no internet. So what was logic? What was what made common sense to me? So I started looking at what was on, on shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, read the label um, about waxes, how, how, you know, what made a wax and deleted the wax, uh, the item that was irritating mm-hmm. her skin and then uh, substituted that with something natural and so on. So it was trial and error. Mm-hmm. Trial and error um, for over, for many, many months and quite often I went to bed thinking oh what am I doing I'm wasting my time you know this is this is crazy people are right I am crazy and so I'd probably go to bed thinking this is the last attempt but then the first thought that entered my head in the morning was what haven't I tried next and so that's how obsessed I was by solving the problem. That's interesting. Do you remember this time in your mom's life? Like- I do. Yeah, no, I definitely remember how busy our household was <laughs> and, and exciting at the same time, though. Um, I remember, you know, both mum and dad were actually quite involved in the early stages of the business. And, you know, I, I remember dad being out in the shed. And back then, the shed was our factory because we didn't have a factory. And dad would be out there, you know, mixing the gel in this big pot in between dropping us off to school, picking us up from school, making our lunches. Um, and I'd, we'd, after school, we'd go in and help out, packing up boxes. Some of my school friends would come over. Um, and then mum, on the other hand, she wore so many hats back then. I remember her, you know, trying to keep on top of the admin side or sales. Um, and then particularly the, the markets. So back then, she was running around to local markets and setting right. up our NAD stand. Um, and I remember you just pulling in people, you know, guys and girls, let me show you how this works, and, you know, waxing legs and arms and eyebrows. And, yeah, it was just full, it was full on every, every day. Yeah. It must yeah. have been really fun to watch that and bring your it friends was, into It was. It was. And they were so excited as well. They're like, oh, Nat, what are you guys doing? Like, they just wanted to know what's, what's the latest with Nads and where are we off to next? And, wow, your mum just created this product. It was just also new, you know, back then. So. Yeah, and, and looking back at it, Today, I think the fact that the girls were involved, mm. hands-on from day one, is really made them what they are today. Um, they always felt that um, you know this product was for them, mm. and that this is the family business. They right. felt that sense of belonging, and they worked with it, and they developed their life and their career um, through this you know this thing that I created and built built you know from the ground up. Um, mm. So, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I was almost programming them for excellence without even knowing that. (laughs) So let's talk about this drive that you said you don't know where it comes from. Sure. Because um, I I meet a lot of entrepreneurs in our space and um, you have to really want it. Like you, this is an uphill climb, right? Every step of the way, you're pushing a boulder up the, the mountain. Yes. I know at some point it feels a little easier, but um, there's in the beginning, it's just so hard. Um, There must be something inside of you that you can 
um, see the why, why, why you had that strive. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I've, I've thought about that question and I've tried to answer it for myself mm-hmm. so, because I want to know where mm-hmm. that drive comes from. It's extraordinary. And people think that, you know, when I'm in that mode, when I'm in that zone, I'm unstoppable. And, um, you know, it might go back to, I suppose, uh, when I was 15 years of age and when I had just migrated to Australia from Syria and I didn't speak a word of English. And on the third day of my school attendance, I was actually assaulted and beaten up on a school bus because I couldn't speak English. And so to me, maybe there was this unconscious um, thought that that probably linked the two together. Maybe if my daughter had has dark hair on her arms, maybe she'll be bullied, bullied or assaulted. Yeah. Or so maybe that was the force that was unstoppable for me. I don't know. That could that could be. Uh, but then again, if I if I look back again and I, you know, at my at my desires, at my um, you know, what did I want to do upon my arrival to this amazing country? Because we left Syria, um, wanting to find a better life. Mm-hmm. Wanting to, you know, wanting to become someone, achieve something worthwhile. So I was always looking for something to that would that would really satisfy that um, that desire. Um, and when this opportunity presented itself to me, I I loved it and I gave it everything I had. What a stark contrast to come to Australia for a better life and then after your first day of school, Mm. you get attacked. Exactly. Your parents must have been devastated. They were devastated. I I really didn't know who I was. You know, I... um, I actually went back home crying and I said to my mum, that's it, I don't want to go to school here, I, I just want to leave school. And my mother would, would not allow me to do that. She took me straight back to school and obviously spoke to the headmaster and they tried to monitor the situation. But I had no other option. I had two options only. Either give in to the bullies and become a victim of bullying for the rest of my life or, you know, prove them wrong. Prove the critics and the doubters wrong. And so I focused on learning English. I really wanted to learn the English language mm-hmm. in such a way that would not differentiate me from the Australians. And it took me about three months, and, I, and then I was able to read, write, communicate, and even make friends. Mm-hmm. And everything that I have achieved in my life, I always take back to that defining moment and think to myself, well, if I could change that unbearable reality of my life, you know, from being beaten up to being embraced by my fellow Australians, then I can do anything. Right. I mean, I would imagine that that giving your children the opportunity to have a better way Mm -hmm. and a better experience would Mm -hmm. most definitely keep you up at night and want to work really hard towards this. Absolutely. um, Thank you for sharing that. It's such an awful situation. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's fine. Thank you. I've always talked about it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it still happens and it will continue to happen. And, you know, if people um, give in, to bullying, well, then really, um, you know, what's going to happen to them? Like, I encourage those who are bullied, be it at home or at school or in the workplace, to actually stand up for themselves and face the bullies and prove themselves. Mm. Yeah, that's a, um, it's a hard task to mm. swallow, right, when you're in it? Exactly. Um, well, I can understand the fire and the fury inside of you to create this for your daughter. Yeah. This is so yeah. incredible. Mm. Well, um, 
you know, now that we know where that drive came from, <laughs> let's talk about um, this other insight that you must have had mm-hmm. at some point along the way early years that, like, beauty is a really big business, mm-hmm. right? So, I, you know, it was very personal, mm-hmm. and it was for your daughter at the mm-hmm. time, but, um, you know, this is one of the most compelling and fast-moving industries. Um, when, in the past 30 years, did you realize, oh, my God, what I've found for my daughter is actually, like, going to be a huge business? When did you feel that? Well, when I... <laughs> When I perfected the formula and tried it on my daughter, um, and I looked into her eyes, and she looked up at me, and she smiled, I thought, whoa. It was like a eureka moment. This is a eureka moment. I was so thrilled Mm. to be able to actually find something that worked for her. At that point, I didn't. You know, starting a business didn't even enter my head. But then because I was so excited about what I had created, I started taking it to work with me Mm -hmm. and sharing it with with my colleagues at work. And everybody wanted their eyebrows done. You know, they wanted to try it on their legs and on their arms. And... And then I, that's when I thought, whoa, you know, this could this could be something big. I should really, you know, start a business from this formula, turn it into a business success. But then again, you know, it was an idea that entered my head, but I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea, no idea how to start a business. And so I started knocking on the doors of manufacturers. And back then we had, we had, you know, we had Revlon, Nutramedics, and I started knocking on the doors and sitting in front of these big guys in their in their suits and presenting my little jar with the green goo in it and trying to convince them of how what a success this could be. Um, no, they would look down at me and I could almost hear them thinking, why would I want to do anything with your formula? So I headed straight back to my kitchen and I thought, okay, I will start my own my own um, manufacturing. So, you know, started in the kitchen again, um, filled my own jars, um, you know, um, created, developed my own labels mm-hmm. and packed them in boxes and headed to the markets. Mm. Stood there that very first day, my sister and I stood there for two frustrating hours and not even one person came forward. Mm-hmm. I was so disheartened. I was almost going to pack up and go home. Um, but then something, some, something told me that I should actually start talking to people because mm-hmm. they have no idea what I'm doing there. Right. So then that's when I started, as Natalie said, calling them. <laughs> calling you know? them in. Yes, yeah. calling them in. Look what I've done. This is for, I created this for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then everybody wanted, again, their eyebrows shaped, tried on their legs... And so I created this crowd. Everyone wanted to know what was going on. And I had sold out in less than an hour. Wow. <laughs> so from zero to from sell zero out. From zero to yeah. sell out. And wow, my sister and I were so thrilled. We'd never seen so much cash in our <laughs> lives. Uh, and so we, were start, we started counting how much did we make, mm. you know, today and couldn't wait to get back to that same spot again right. the following week. Yeah. So what you created for yourself is like a demonstration zone, right? Exactly. Um, mm. Which is still really drives beauty forward, mm. right? You can really see that before and after, and that was the beauty with the, the hair removal, is that you can see, wow, hair, and then completely gone. Right. A few seconds. And also... Um, 
blending in the personal experience and the storytelling, right? I mean, that's what that's what drives our business on social, right before and afters, and the storytelling and the captions, mm-hmm. right? It's what drives home shopping forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were doing that, you know, one-on-one. We, we off- offered the world a complete package that they connected to and and just couldn't refuse. And, you know, so, you know, from the, from the markets to shopping center demonstrations and then the, I guess, the... Um, the the moment the um, the defining moment was when um, when I decided to become this um, you know demonstrator on um, television TV, TV yeah mm-hmm. TV host applying the same uh, the same rules that I applied on the ground mm-hmm. and that very first segment segment was an instant hit. Uh, Australians from all over from all over wanted to have a piece of that of that magic green goo, and um, you know, kept going back for the next four years, uh, building equity in the brand. Uh, and then I thought, oh, I'm really only dealing dealing with about 25 million people. I better head <laughs> to America. You market. <laughs> Wait, how old were you at this time when this, like, when you saw, like, oh my god, my parents have a business here? Like, uh, that would have been early teens when I started mm-hmm. picking up. Early mm-hmm. teens only. Mm-hmm. That must be amazing to watch. It was. It was really amazing, and just seeing the growth, you know, every year, and seeing, oh my gosh, now we're on TV. You know, Mum's demonstrating. Um, it's it was just inspiring. Really. Wait, inspiring. so you were the girl at school whose mum was on. TV selling. Yes, and products. to be honest, at the time, you know, I remember saying to my mum, "Why couldn't you create a product for me that was in beauty, like a beautiful perfume, or <laughs> instead of an unwanted a, a product for unwanted hair?" Can't you see how embarrassing yeah. this is, Mum? <laughs> right. I mean, she, um, it is very personal. Yeah, very personal. Everyone knows I about my hair problem. Her but... On national television. Eventually, I forgave her. <laughs> Did you have the chance to embarrass your other daughters too? Um, Not yet, you haven't. <laughs> I, I, I haven't, huh? No, no, we, we kept them behind the scenes. Behind we the only scenes. highlighted you to the world. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's many years later. What is your role in the company now? So now um, I've been working in the marketing side um, of the company and brand management um, more so. But recently, mum and I are now joint global brand ambassadors. So I'm spending a lot more time with mum getting out there and just sharing our story to different markets and, and different different people. So it's it's exciting to be able to be um, working alongside mum. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I've learnt I've learnt so much, and um, you know she's got so much experience and wisdom. And uh, yeah, I feel fortunate being able to, to take yeah, on a lot yeah. of that. Now. Yeah. yeah, and our, our com- company name is I don't know if you know this, but it's Sue Ismail and Daughters. And Naz is oh, just so one of the umbrella. That's yeah, the corporate umbrella. Yeah. So Naz is obviously at one of our biggest brands under under this umbrella. And you know Sue. Melon Daughters is a very unique name. It's the only name in Australia that a- ends with and daughters. Mm-hmm. I don't know about America. We have to we have to investigate investigate and see if there there are any other daughters. companies yeah. that end up with and daughters. Mm. But you know, it 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 actually um, highlights the roles of my daughters. Mm. My oldest daughter Nadine is the head of research and development. So every other product that we've added to the category is really her oh, creation. That's so cool. 
and as Natalie mentioned, she's in marketing. marketing. And my youngest daughter Naomi is um, is the head of uh, design. So you know the websites, the packaging, everything is her creation. So the name really complements uh, my daughter's roles, and I'm, it's something that I'm very proud of. I bet. And are there any other family members working in the business? You mentioned your sister was there. Or my sister was there. Um, her husband is still there. There's a few cousins. And the two cousins are there. The two nephews are there. My mm-hmm. husband was always there. Unfortunately, he passed three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, we do have family members in the business as well as non-family members. Mm-hmm. And but we like to have well, that family culture, even yeah. with people that aren't family members. Yeah, yeah there must be a really nice environment for your employees. Yes. Very nice. We really look after them. Um, you know, quite often I uh, prepare a meal and take it to work, and my staff are always waiting for me to bring <laughs> food to <laughs> lunch dish. Yes. So if you're not cooking up green goo in the kitchen, you're cooking food. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And how many employees? Yeah. We have about 40. That includes our U.S. office mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. Okay, so now I have to ask the question because not everybody can work with their mom and not every mom can work with their daughters. So what advice would you give to people who are um, building and growing a family business about that family dynamic? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important that, um, that children are connected and, um, you know, have a desire to be part of the family business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really plan to uh, for it to be this perfect, but it's amazingly perfect. You know, people, I've been asked, do, do you guys fight <laughs> or do you have arguments? Or do, uh, no, we don't, actually. You know, my daughters um, work together um, very closely. They, uh, each one of them know their role. They actually complement each other's roles. We do have to discussions sometimes mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily have to be in the office we could be having dinner and you know having uh, business discussions uh, but it's it's all about you know it's all about having fun it's all about um, making sure that um, that we're on the same page, we're well. on the same page. Mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful to mm-hmm. to work and together I, as a family it is. I think in this day and age as well we're so busy in our lives our family lives friends it's nice to be able to catch up with your family and if it's a quick lunch break a coffee break right um, it works quite well but I think it's important also to you know separate work from personal so when we go home it's nice to just you know switch off a little bit and, and give you that you that me time that's, right so that must be work. the hardest part I would think right like switching because when you're an entrepreneur you are always thinking about yes. growth right maybe yes. you're not thinking about this little detail but you're thinking very big picture mm. or maybe sometimes mm. obsessing about the details right mm. um so how do you have a family dinner or a birthday celebration or a holiday and not talk about work or is like work part of the fun i think it is part of the fun we don't really try to separate the discussions we we um we try to have fun because mm. at this point in, in our life, well, in my life, I have grandkids as well. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy uh, the time with my grandkids and I really deliberately want to talk to them about business and I want them to, I want to tell them stories of how I, we built it mm-hmm. from brick by brick from the ground up. Because, you know, they say that the first generation starts a business, the second generation takes it to the next level and the third generation comes in crushes. <laughs> Well, that's not going to happen in not my family. Business. No, no, 
because they know how hard we've worked and they know that not, not everything is, you know, is given to them on a, on mm. a silver platter. And so they know that and they appreciate it. And, you know, that's, that's the joy of life. Mm. We bring them on board at such a young age. In fact, they are brand ambassadors for one of our, one of our um, other brands. Tell me, I was going to ask, what are the other brands under uh, your umbrella? Yes, so we have um, uh, we have the Nitwits brand, which is a headlice, head oh. and, and so they are the brand ambassador. Yeah. And they're always like, when are we going to appear on the website? They're so excited. About them. <laughs> yes. Right, and then they're going to go through the same thing you went through, which is they're, they're going to be the faces of the headlights, exactly. and then you were the face of the hair, right? I'll have to teach you. Very embarrassing <laughs> categories, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so we have we have the hair sh- the believe it or not we stick to hair, don't we? <laughs> so we have the shampoos, all natural, the natural range, which is Australian Native Botanicals. That's the what brand. is that brand called? Australian Native Botanicals. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yes, um, and uh, there's just so much uh, in the pipeline with Nadine being the head of research and development mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, mm. we're always looking at um, at other categories. Right. We're looking at acquiring brands who, you know, aren't able to get to America, for instance. Right. You know, we have this platform that we can use and mm. we take them straight to the retailers that we're, we're dealing with. So we're in a very good mm. position. Oh, so grateful. So grateful. if we have listeners who have brands who want help, <laughs> the we'll, talk to them. Yeah. we'll talk to them. <laughs> what, um, what are you looking for in those acquisitions? Uh, skincare at the moment, mm-hmm. and we don't just take on anything. It has to have a point of difference. It has to be safe. It has to be natural because that's who we are. And we innovative, quite different. innovative. Yeah. Yes. Right. And does it have to be an Australian-based company? Um, well, you know, Australian-based sells. I think people all over the world love Australia. Yeah. Um, we prefer it to be Australian, but if it's something that's world first we'll look at it got it that's so interesting okay so with the last few minutes that we have I want to go back to something that you were talking about before which was um, how you actually started selling product which was face to face person to person Mm. right one on one Mm. and and demonstrating Um, something I've noticed in our industry as social sort of takes over and spins every marketer's head you Mm. know for like you know how do we grow our business I do think we've lost some of that that like founder or team member standing at the store and having mm. engaging conversations and working really hard to rope sure. somebody in mm. to um, listen. Um, so what advice would you give to um, someone building a business right now um, based on what you've experienced and what you see in the marketplace mm. right now? Is that still the way to grow, human to human? I think it is, but uh, when I when I started almost 30 years ago, we didn't have the opportunities that that business starters have today. I think you can invent anything in your bedroom if you want to, Mm. and you have the media in your bedroom, Mm. the social media, to go out out there and talk to to your consumer. Mm. If you do it right, I think the opportunities are even bigger for you, even though we've lost that human touch. Mm. But I think you can still touch people with your eye contact. With uh, with your voice, yeah. you know, you're the voice. You're, um, you know, you, you 
you can you can still do that. We haven't lost it. It's a different world, definitely, mm. but the opportunities are endless in this world. I think um, you know you can use technology now. I know you know with NADS in particular, we have this segment now called NADS with Nat, where I'll actually do what Mum was doing, mm. but I'll give my tips and tricks and do a quick thirty-second mm. video on right. YouTube, and we'll put it on our website or social mm. media. Um, so there's no reason why you can't tell the story and and show the effectiveness of your products mm-hmm. um, and highlight your, your key messages, mm-hmm. but do it online. You know? Right, right. So you really have to break through that wall of the screen, right, to feel like you're having a one-on-one conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't th- and I don't think everything has to be polished these days. You know, you can, yeah. like you said, grab your iPhone or, you know. I mean, TV, TV really worked for me mm. back in the days. It was big. I even won the, uh, the award, um, so many awards, but, you know, the biggest award in America was at the top 100 infomercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, our infomercial climbed from nowhere to be seen to number one in in in, in a few months only, and it stayed there for, for over two years. But not every product did that. Whereas today, you can actually be so creative, mm. and you can you can connect with the consumer without having to pay millions of dollars right. for TV advertising. That's the difference right. today. If you get it right on social media, whoa, you're laughing. Mm. Right. So this is still a family-owned business? It sure it is. is. Well, congratulations to that. I think that's going to be so many people who are inspired by your story. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. Great Thank to be you. here. Thank right. you. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sue and Natalie. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.